Hello and welcome to the Coffee with Your Therapist podcast, the podcast where we talk to people in the therapy field about their careers, their work and the music they like all in 20 minutes. This episode we talk with Dr. Vincent McDarby, who is an insightful and surprising guest. Vincent is a consultant clinical psychologist and he also consults at Crumlin Children's Hospital. He is the current president of the Psychological Society of Ireland. Vincent gives us his views on the current development of psychology in Ireland across a number of areas. We talk about growing up in a small town, which is Ballinrobe, County Mayo, and the beneficial role of the Irish wake. And he also tells a great story about John Wayne. Finally, Vincent nominates the playout song and why he thinks it is relevant today. The podcast is sponsored by MindGuard. We're bringing artificial intelligence technology to help therapists and their clients. Enjoy. Yeah, I only I only remember that literally two minutes ago. <laughs> That's fair enough. So I was looking at your career. So you've quite a, a, a deep experience in psychology in general. You've a PhD in psychology of twenty plus years in the sector, HSC and private. Now, what's your what do you think is the current state of psychology in Ireland? I mean, where are we in terms of where we should be in the rest of the world? Do you mean? I suppose that, that's a very broad question. Um, I mean, psychology. I mean, it's just discipline. I mean, as a science, it's technically it's a relatively new science. You know, when you compare it to the likes of medicine, that um, well, you know we're we're advancing rapidly. We're seeing increases in the number of psychologists who are training, the number of psychologists who are um, qualifying. But you're seeing more and more, um, uh, I suppose, normalization of psychology. You know, it's 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 um, been seen more and more in every aspects of, of, of life. I mean, psychology is a broad subject. And very often we think psychologists, people think of kind of more the therapist end of it, you know, kind of the stereotypical lie on, lie on the couch and tell me your problems, you know, but, you know, psychology is, 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 is involved in all aspects of human behavior, you know, so it's not just your, you know, I'm a, I'm a clinical psychologist, I'm also a health psychologist, but, you know, you say, you know, you've worked in organizations, psychologists, health psychologists, consumer psychologists, you know, it's a, it's a broad spectrum, you know, and um, I mean, you have more people studying psychology at undergraduate level than any other subject. And, um, wow. You know, most of them won't go on and technically have a career in psychology in terms of being a psychologist, but they will use, you know, what they've learned in undergrad in terms of psychology in whatever profession they, they go into because it's applicable anywhere, you know. Everything is to do with human behavior, so, so it's always going to be relevant from that point of view. In the Irish context, no more than abroad, you know, people are... are seeing more and more the benefit of psychologists. Psychologists are getting involved in more and more aspects of, of everything, of, right. of every aspect of, of society. Um, from a, a you know a clinical point of view, you know, the kind of the more the what we see is that the therapy end of it and that it's more normalized. More and more people are seeing the benefit of it. More and more um services are are are, are um hiring psychologists. I mean like I work in Crumlin Hospital, you know, and I've worked there for 14 years. And that that department has grown, you know, substantially over that time. And even before my time, I mean, initially there was only one psychologist in Crumlin Hospital, and obviously before that there was none. And as you know, they they began to see the benefits of psychology. More and more medical teams insisted on getting a psychologist. And now you've most medical teams within the hospital have their own psychologist. 
That's, that's very interesting. And that's a children's hospital, right? Yeah, yeah, it's children's hospital. It's the, the main children's hospital in the country. And, and is there, um, you know, are children easier to deal with from a psychological point of view or more difficult? Are they, I, you see, I, I wouldn't know, know myself, Vincent. I'm just curious, what's your feeling about dealing with children in that, that scenario? Well, children in general, children in, in, in hospital, I mean, it, it's not that, you know, dealing with children is, is easier or difficult. It's, it's different, you know. I mean, if you were to ask uh, a GP, you know, is it, is it harder or easier to deal with, with children? But if you, if, you, if you were to ask a GP, you know, is it, is it you know, more difficult or easier to deal with children? I'm sure what they'd say is, is it's different. You know, I know that from medical point of view one of the things with with young children is they get sick very quickly you know they go downhill but they recover very quickly you know mm-hmm. but from a psychology point of view it's it's different you know you know one of the things you know one of the things with children is that you know some of the issues that you would you know see in adults are long-standing you know they're they're deep-seated they've been there the, the issues some of them you know have been issues have been there since, since childhood you know with, with with children obviously the issues aren't there that long you know but with a lot of children, they're not really sure why they're there or they're being sent there because, you know, the, the, the parent has said, okay, you have to go and see a psychologist. So there's, you know, there's, there's a lot of rapport building that has to be done there with, with a lot of children. So, 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 it's, so it's different work. I mean, myself, I, I, I work with both adults and children, but within Crumlin Hospital, I work almost exclusively with children. Sometimes I work with parents, but mostly it's with, with children. Okay, that's very interesting. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's, psychology has become more pervasive and more acceptable in Ireland. There was always a bit of a stigma against seeing a psychologist like you were seeing a bit odd, as being a bit odd or something. But, I, you know, we need to get over that. It's no more than if you've physical ailments, you can have, you know, mental ailments, shall we say. That's probably the wrong term, Vincent, but you, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Um, so, yeah, I mean, hopefully this, this sort of podcast and us talking about it will help normalize it more. Is you're well, also, Everybody... Pay- everybody benefits from talking to somebody you know be it a psychologist or a psychotherapist or whatever everybody benefits from talking to somebody you know and and a psychologist just has a bit more training in terms of being able to talk to someone particularly about particular struggles and that and it doesn't you know it doesn't need to be someone that has a particular mental health problem but just helping to cope with day-to-day life stressors it's beneficial to talk to someone yeah, wise words. Uh, do you think psychologists are born or can they be made? I mean, is, is there a natural... <laughs> You're smiling here now, so maybe <laughs> I don't want to <laughs> trigger a landmine, but what do you think, uh, Vincent? Um, I'm sure you, you, you... I mean, if you look at any profession, there's some there's some people that are more naturally suited to it than others, do you know? Um, you know, the psychology falls within the, the care and professions. You know, we, we know that historically the care and professions tend to attract more females than males. You know, I'm not going to make any commentary. That means that, that females yeah. are, are more or less suited. I, I don't think this, you know. No, it, no. It's, uh, it's I know. Gender point of view. But are, are the main, I mean, there's a lot of training that goes into becoming, well, for instance, for, for a clinical psychologist, you look at clinical psychologists, most clinical psychologists would have, would have spent at least seven years training. You know, that's that's a long time, you know, between, you know, college um, placements, things like that, you know, and, and there's, a, there's a lot of skills learned and honed over that, that period. Yeah, no, I can I can see it. I mean, it's obviously a combination of a science and a craft, I say craft, maybe the wrong word, but, you know, where your feelings or your estimate of the individual you're dealing with is 
is important and some of that probably can't when it comes out of experience and maybe maybe a bit of your personality as well and you, what you'll find as well i mean as if psychology is a very broad area so i mean you'll start at, at essentially undergrad level so studying undergrad psychology and you know from there it decides okay if you're if you're going to continue you can meet as i said you can you can do psychology at undergrad, then go into something completely different in, in some area of business or science or arts or whatever, or you can stay in psychology. And then whether it's in psychology or you're going to go down to clinical, educational, work and organizational, academic, and e- even within them, you're constantly going to be kind of streamlining to what stream streamline yourself into the area that you're comfortable with. You know, so you're just say you're a counseling psychologist or you know, a clinical psychologist, you know, you, you tend to find that, okay, you tend to maybe work primarily with adults or children, you know, you may, you know, may decide to specialize in neuropsychology, you know, doing kind of primarily assessment. So people will generally kind of, I suppose, gravitate towards the the, the niche area in psychology that, that that suits them, that they that they enjoy or that they, they find that they're maybe particular skilled at. Okay, very good. Uh, you're the current uh, president of the Psychological Society of Ireland, which is... I am, yeah. Which is a fairly prestigious body. How how do you like that? Is it uh, more more work and uh, different set of headaches, or is interesting? What what do you think of that that role? Yeah, the, yeah look, I mean, there's obviously there's, there is there is quite a bit of work in it, but you're supported by a very good team. Do you know the the psychology side of Ireland? You know, it has a an, an office, you know, of backroom staff. It has a CEO and a manager and its admin staff, and that. But also, you have a council. You know, and as uh, president of PSI, all I am really is just chair of the council. So the council, you know, the number of council varies from year to year. These are elected members, or they're, they're essentially the the board of directors of the of the society. And there's, you know, there's usually between probably sixteen to twenty of them. And the president was cha- the president is voted every year by the the council. It changes every year, and the, the president is essentially the chair of the, the 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 council, the board of directors. So all the big decisions are actually made by the council. As the president, you're, I suppose, you're often put forward as the, the figurehead. You'll do some of the, the media interviews and that, but the big decisions are made by council. And there's, there's, there's a good, strong team there. Right. And I was reading up, uh, you've... We're in, the, we're in the process of purchasing in a new premise we, we've never had our own premises uh, premises we've we've always rented um, and I suppose just in terms of to secure the society's future we've decided to um to purchase premise uh, premises and um I suppose that's that's where we're at at the moment okay great I mean it's good that it, it gives a certain amount of um uh, status I think maybe if you have your own building but uh, mm-hmm. it's great and you're a mayo Don't mention man. the war you're a- I, I am a, I am I am a mayo man I'm from Ballinrobe in Mayo uh, Ballinrobe well I'll tell you my dad was born in Ballinrobe um, he's gone now, but uh, really, yeah, yeah. And uh, after, um, oh. I, I also, as you well know, it's, uh, it was the I think the train station was used in the um, the Quiet Man. It, it was, and my grandfather was the uh, onset onset doctor for the Quiet Man. Oh. Um, I was just ta- I was just talking about here the other day with my my dad and my uncle here because he was uh, he became friendly with John Wayne. Yeah, my my granddad was the um, onset doctor for the Quiet Man. So he got to know um, he got to know uh, John Wayne uh, very well. Uh, my my grandmother would always say that it was John Wayne that got started my grandfather drinking whiskey. Um, <laughs> but he, I mean, they, they became quite friendly. And John Wayne subsequently starred in a film. I think now I could, could be wrong. I think it was called The Alamo. But he invited my grandfather and grandmother over to London for the premiere of it to meet him, which they did. they went over and they met him and went to the premiere. 
Oh, that's a brilliant story. That's a brilliant story. Uh, actually, actually, after my dad died, I went and I uh, went to Ballinrobe and I checked in the church by accident. I was trying to find, I knew where the house was, but the house knocked down. And then I was sitting in the pub there. I won't mention, I can't remember the name. And I said, I just casually said to the woman behind the bar, I said, did you ever hear of a family called the Flynn's? Oh, she said, oh, they used to live up there. The house is gone now. And I'm like, holy cow. So my mother talked about him. Said, and uh, I went to the church. I found his baptismal entrance in the baptismal re- record. So it's it's amazing how Ireland is like that. It's yeah, you know, oh, yeah. generations. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you know, it's something I really like about Ireland. You know, there is a small field with you know part you know part of me. Um, you know, and I know so we often give out, but you know, I'm from Bandon. You know, it's a small town. We grown up, I thought it was a big town, but you know, now I'm told it's a small town. But, you know, part of it, you kind of, you really little bit about kind of, you know, people talk about small town mentality and all that. But there's, there's, there's huge advantages of it. And, you know, I, I would reach, you know, I would have experienced bereavement as, as most people people have. And small town really comes to its own then. You know, they really, they really come together, really support. And there, there's there's huge, what we we often overlook in, in Ireland, there's huge support. You know, when, when you need it, there is a lot of support out there. And I, I find that particularly so in, in towns and small towns. Yeah, I know. I mean, people have said it before, but, you know, I think Ireland do. I know this sounds slightly grim, but Ireland, the Irish do death well. I remember one time I, came, I was in a pub and there was a wake uh, to uh, some young man, Irish man who died in London, but the wake was here in, in Ireland. And um, there's a bunch of English people there and they just couldn't believe the positive atmosphere as a celebration of that person's life. It was just, they found this remarkable, which I think is probably the best you can do i know there's obviously sadness and, and so yeah on. yeah i mean my uh my sister passed away about three years ago my my uncle who's, who's it's been i mean all his adult life in the states came home for the the funeral you know and we were having the wake and before the wake you know he was talking to my dad and you know when he you know when it, when it was just explained to him what was going to happen you know family you're going to sit there and people are going to come over you know, kind of two or three hours and shake hands. He was like, this, this is barbaric. And it was only afterwards he, 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 you know, he did a 180 and said, no, actually, I, I, this is, this is the way funerals should be done. You know, this is kind of the way people just will travel across the country just to say, we support you, you know, we, mm. we know how you feel, you know, and that, that, you know, on top of that, there's a celebration of life there, you know, that it, it is a very positive, we, we do, you know, in, in the midst of tragedy, we do, I don't know if you can say we do, we do death well, but we do, we do, offer a lot of support there you know mm-hmm. well there you are sort of irish cultural insight and maybe basic psychology so and vincent it's been brilliant having you on but uh, on this podcast it always comes to this point which to be honest a lot of people really like is you get to nominate the playout song so what do you have in mind and why do you like this this music i'm, I'm a big fan of music i love going to gigs and <laughs> um, <laughs> You can edit this out. I, I, it's only just before it came out. I was like, "Shit, I should have done this." Um, <laughs> what, uh, what, I, what I would pick as the my playout song would be Bellex One. The end is nigh. Okay, um, I think it's a, it's, I think it's a really good song. I, you know, I, I'm a, I'm a big Bellex One fan, and I like to come to, you know, the ones we're gigging. Um, but I, I like. The, I mean, the, the, the song is about. You know, it's, it's an upbeat, upbeat look at the end of the world. But basically, I mean, the song is about, you know, if, if the world is coming to an end, who are the people you want around you? 
you know, be it family and friends and that. And I think the song, you know, is, you could say a little bit before its time, you know, because if you listen to the lyrics, it's pre-pandemic, pre-Donald Trump, you know, and some of the lyrics mention things like, you know, what if the, the wrong guy gets the code, you know, and there was a, there was a, a feeling that when Trump got elected, there was also, you know, there, there's mention of, well, what happens if there's a global pan- pandemic, you know, and very very prescient at the time. But I think the sentiment is is very good because it, it's a base, right? Okay, who, who are the people that are important? If the if the world was about to end, who are the people you want next year? Yeah, that's a great question, isn't it? Yeah. Listen, Vincent, it's been brilliant. Thanks very much for for coming on. I really appreciate it. Not at all, Pat. So friends come in and out of you. Last time I looked, we were dancing like dogs on fire. Now I'm laughing with you, little girl. Laughing about my sunburn on that day. Oh, it's good to see you smile. I remember how you held me as I cried, flailing like a landed fish. Trying to get back to before his day when arrived. But who would make the call when our time was on? And everyone pointed at the sky, screaming the Whose eyes would I meet in the final throes And say it was good to 